Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Like they felt more ownership of like what they're working on and like trying to continue that like vibe and culture in the track. In the Women Who Code Career Nav segment of our show, you'll hear real-world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. I'm Amanda Frederick. I'm the Program Communication Manager with Women Who Code. I'm excited to be here today with you with some of our fourth annual cohort of the Women Who Code Leadership Fellowship Program. So these incredible technologists have worked really closely with the Women Who Code community and the Women Who Code global team to move forward our mission. But unfortunately, they'll be ending their fellowship this month. We're really sad to see them go. But before they do, we have a chance to sit down with them and hear some of their thoughts on technology and their tech stacks and the Women Who Code mission. Um, This is actually the second of two conversations that we've had. So we met with three of the fellows yesterday and we're meeting with the others today as they're spread kind of all across the globe. Um, It's a really global, diverse community here. So if you are just tuning in to the second session, I'd recommend that you go and listen to the first because it's also really inspiring. If you did miss the session from before, I want to tell everyone a little bit about the Women Who Code Leadership Fellowship Program in case you're unfamiliar with it. It's an annual program under the leadership of two of the Women Who Code Team Teal members. So a big thank you and acknowledgement to Stephanie Rideau, our digital community specialist, excuse me, and Gracia Castaldi, Director of Community. So every year, this program supports the development of six outstanding technologists through hands-on mentorship and training, and we have three of them here today. So after a rigorous interview process, um, one fellow is matched to each of the six of our Women Who Code technical tracks. We've got mobile, front-end, cloud, data science, Python, blockchain, which um, after this year will be known as emerging tech. Um, And through these part-time positions, these fellows coordinate events, they direct communications like our social medias, they coordinate events, they direct all sorts of programs, and they help women who go global with our technical events as well. So we have a chance to learn more about their time as fellows today, as I said, and I'm really excited for you to meet them. So we'll hear from each of the fellows. If you could introduce yourselves and let us know where you're joining from, um, what you're up to professionally, and which technical track that you led. And we can start with Eliza. Sounds great. Thank you, Amanda. So I'm Liza Sarvasa. Pronouns are she and her. I'm leadership fellow for Women Who Code Python track. And my background Python was I helped volunteer another Python group, PyLadies, and also did uh, recent work as project manager for events with uh, the Pi Cascades conference for the past three years. And oh, I'm like located in Vancouver, BC on the West Coast. Um, also, I didn't realize there are two Vancouvers, but there are. I'm the one in Canada. <laughs> um, yeah. And I can hand the microphone back to you, Amanda. Great. Uh, Baba, would you introduce yourself to us? Hi, everyone. I'm Bhavra. I'm tuning in from India, and I'm the leadership fellow for blockchain track, now known as the Emerging Tech track. And I'm a Web3 strategist and a product manager, and I really work in the emerging tech space. So joining in the blockchain track was like a great opportunity to talk more about the stack since it's really like an upcoming tech stack and we don't have enough resources in the space. So it was, yes, definitely a very good opportunity that I have had in in my career in emerging tech. Amazing. And uh, finally, we have with us Navati. Hey, uh, so my name is Navati and my pronouns are she, her, and I'm an iOS uh, developer based in Toronto, and I've been leading the mobile track of Women Who Code, and that's been great because, you know, I get to stay in touch with my own uh, tech stack, 
And I've also been involved in other tech communities like Women Tech Makers uh, Ambassador Program. Just recently, we had this Swift Toronto conference. Um, so, you know, just love being a part of the community. And Women Who Code was amazing <laughs> an amazing way to be a part of that. Well, I'm really excited to be here to hear all of your thoughts on your time over the last year and also your just your thoughts on tech and, and just more about your experience. Um, I guess to kick us off, I would like to just ask you all if you could summarize your experience over the last year as fellows with one word. And if you want to explain why, why you chose that word or what it means to you, um, we'd love to know. So let's go ahead and we'll start with Navati. So in one word, and that's not easy, so... Uh, I would go with growth. I feel that I've definitely grown in various ways. I mean, there have been uh, so many different challenges to work on and, you know, something that I would probably not work uh, as much on, like certain skills that I would not work so much on in my day-to-day -day job. So, you know, uh, this has really uh, been an enriching experience. And it's not just for me. I, I've seen the track grow. I've seen um, the volunteers also grow in their roles and, you know, evolve. So... Yeah, I think this would be a nice word to, you know, use to summarize my experience. That's incredible. And yes, and you're absolutely right. We saw a lot of growth from all of the tracks and the amount of events and also the mobile summit was a really big success this year for the Dev Summit. So that's that's really exciting. And Eliza, what would you say your your one word is for the year? Sure, I guess the word would be fulfilled or maybe fulfillment. Like when I saw like everything that the volunteers, the community members, they wanted to set out to achieve their goals, their projects, and they were able to do it. They were able to hit their marks. They were able to like, you know, get the job they want or like complete the project for school. Like that inner feeling of success that they have, like they do their own achievements. I just kind of shared that feeling with them as they worked through it. So I guess that's for me, just like, it's like, you know, that inner happiness that like they've, they're also succeeding. But in one word, it's like, I guess, fulfillment or fulfilled. <laughs> No, I think that's true. I, I think something cool about the community is you're always seeing the product of our efforts, right? You're, you you promote the event and people come, right? You help, you give people coaching on how to get a job and then they we get a message that they got the job, right? Like it's it's a constant reward system. So um, I completely agree. And Baga, for you. I, if I have to explain it, like in one word, I would definitely call a movie. So like in a movie, there's so much happening, right? From start to the ending, there's so many up downs. So much happens, so it's like a long journey, but still very short-lived. So I would just definitely encompass it into a movie. We did so much. The track went through so many things. We all as fellows went. There was so much. There was music. There was ups and there was downs. Yet it was all like compiled into like packed into like one year. And there's so much happened. So you feel like it has been very long. We have been associated with women who quote. Yet it always feels that it ended too soon. Oh, I love that. That's such a great analogy. And I think extending your analogy, what would be your favorite scene from the movie? And this is like a question for all of you. What was your favorite moment of the year? What what would you say, Gabba, what, what a scene you would watch again and again, what would it be? The highlight for me was definitely one uh, one week I like, got super caught up in a lot of personal situations and I forgot to follow up and these volunteers like they were pretty inactive and we had been having these issues that okay how do we keep everyone's interest in and we did constant efforts we tried to understand what they are looking for how can we help them uh, in their growth and we had been just doing efforts like hoping it would improve. 
and then one day when i could not follow up we just observed that they reached out and they were like oh what are we doing now is there something that we can do uh, is it something happening what can we do should we do this they came up with a lot of ideas so it was then that we realized okay past 3 months what you have do- been doing it is actually showing up and people are actually now invested in their own growth so that was like a major turning point and a very kind of achievement moment for me like i felt accomplished that okay i could understand those people finally so i think that was like one scene i would rewatch again and again yeah cuz a big part of your function all of your function is community management right so you've got this community and your job is to help give them all the tools and knowledge and whatever they need to activate but you can't make them activate you just have to hope that you've done the work and to see that happen right. to see them activate that's that's incredible congratulations and navati what would be your favorite uh, moment from the year i think i would go with favorite moments uh cuz you know every time i would meet um the volunteers for planning uh, maybe a new series or you know having uh, some of those volunteer check-in meetings or even one to ones i have always felt energized after hosting those meetings like you know brainstorming ideas together and uh, you know feeling creative and you know realizing that we have this shared passion for our work uh, with women who code and tech even when it was a really tiring day or a very intense uh, phase um you know somehow i would just manage to host some of these meetings and i was like how will i get through it but when i would i yeah i would just yeah i would just have so much more energy i would feel recharged and you know um yeah like their passion was just contagious i i would feel so excited like <laughs> i think that was really um yeah it, it just really motivated me to keep going and you know knowing that this work is um definitely um impactful i yeah i think that's one of the first things you notice like if you attend like a connect or a dev summit is the chat right when we log in during the keynote is electric just the way everyone's feeding off each other and all of the the energy and it's just just one of those really like beautiful spaces that just uh keeps making its own energy do you know as we as we feed and give to each other um, so and eliza for you sure i guess i have uh two points the first one was uh the block data pi conference i wonder if we'll rename it next year but it was just a lot of fun seeing everyone come together it's like pitching ideas at because you know we have the women who code connect conference every year and i help some of the volunteers submitting their own cfps and seeing those that were like maybe more like python specific um applied for the block data pi conference and then on the day of the conference even though it's not in person everyone's like very energetic very active the speakers are very enthusiastic about what they're speaking on and just also to I'll tag on along to what Anavdi uh, mentioned earlier i think like a lot of the means like i'm in west coast time zone so i was a bit sleepy during the calls i hope it doesn't show up in the video recordings but yeah just the first session with like the volunteers and the last session um the meetings with them and just like starting and and wrapping up the series just like keep up the energy momentum with them like it's very like it's same word like it's very fulfilling and uh, Eliza I'll I'll stay with you so you've talked about fulfillment you've talked about sort of the energy that you get and the reward of seeing the people you help right accomplish is there some other point in your year what's your most proud accomplishment from the year as your time as a fellow um what makes you feel the most accomplished or something that you're very proud of Uh, I think just like this past year we've seen like the tech landscape a lot of people had layoffs people got sick you know family issues like a lot of things are happened and I guess I'm from like the volunteers uh, felt it was like a safe cuz the community that if something was going on like they would come up to me like right away and say oh 
I can't do this or just like I need like more time to work on this like instead of because it's online right like there's always an option like for ghosting because it's just nature thing but they felt like comfortable and supportive environment in like the python slack community that if something happens um they can speak up or they can like delegate the work like they felt more ownership of like what they're working on and like trying to continue that like vibe and culture in the track proud of i know it's like i'm just continuing on like the work <laughs> of all the previous fellows on me but i hope like i can continue to do so um does that kind of like answer your question Amanda? yeah absolutely i think um i think you should absolutely feel proud of creating a safe space where people want to, to support a mission of empowering women in tech that's that's the dream right that's what we're all here to do so i think that you absolutely answered my question and for you Navati, what's uh what's something that you feel proud of from the last year well i I really like that we were able to successfully have some uh, launch some uh, interactive sessions and series that you know brought the community together, the volunteers together. So you know we had the iOS study circle, for instance, and we just concluded that uh, about a week or two weeks ago. It spanned over like five months, and you know it was thanks to a very determined member who volunteered. Monica and she, uh, you know, thanks to her and the participants, we got through an entire book, which I don't think I could do on my own. Uh, and also, you know, similarly, we had the Android study group and we concluded one series about maybe two months ago and they are back again with their second series now. So, you know, uh, that's been great. We've also had the book club uh, folks who've been hosting uh, some technical discussions that are really, really interesting. And, you know, getting feedback from the attendees that they've, uh, you know, learned something and they've benefited from this series is definitely wonderful. And we've also launched another uh, series called Let's Talk, where we, you know, talk about different mental health topics. And we also have plans to talk about some personal and professional growth topics. So, uh, you know, to get feedback from uh, the one, the uh, participants here as well, you know, that they felt validated and they appreciate the safe space uh, that they could have and, you know, talk about these vulnerable topics. Uh, you know, again, it confirms that this, this is impactful work. And um, yeah, I mean, of course, all these successes are thanks to the volunteers and you know, they've been working hard, they've been planning and collaborating across different time zones, of course. So I, I really appreciate that. And I, I'm really proud of them for, you know, making all of these, you know, series successful. Oh, congratulations. And yeah, I think that creating spaces where people can learn, they can share, they can be seen, they can discuss topics that matter to them, I think is really one of the highlights of what we offer as a community, because you may, you may not always get that. I think maybe at your workplace or if your friends aren't technologists, maybe they don't quite understand what you're what you're going through. So I think it's really important. Um, and for you, Baba. So for me, it was majorly attend like uh, organizing the solidity bootcamp. So one thing I observed entering into the track was that we were still following the format that we were doing webinars. And once we interacted with people in meet and greet, we observed that this is a new tech. And uh, a, a webinar might not be the best way for beginners to get into the space because they're still uh, clueless before and after it. They might get a generic overview, but they still don't have enough actionables. So we had been wanting to organize something that is a hands-on session that can get them onboarded onto the space and like get building actually. But again, because given the resource pool, the talent in the space, it was hard to find someone who could actually conduct an entire thing. Thankfully, we could do it uh, last month and it went pretty well. We actually got a few people who coded their own day apps and started coding their own smart contracts as well. So I think that was a changing uh, thing. That, that was a turning point for all of us. 
because we understood that this is something that we can implement in future as well. We were very skeptical about it. And uh, yes, seeing that response from the community, getting people, people usually don't prefer turning on their videos. But the fact that they stayed on a session that was scheduled for one hour, went on for three hours, they all stayed till the very end. We didn't see dropouts. People were actually coding with the with the speaker. So that that was uh, definitely that felt like very like I accomplished something. Yeah, that's incredible. Sometimes you just need to get started, right? It's hard to start the book, right, Navati? It's start. It's hard to start, Bavi, the the coding session. Um, it's hard to start the the conversations that are vulnerable. But I think something that was really great about the work that you did was you created lots of opportunities for people just to get started, you know, so that they could pursue their learning, their learning path. So um, a big part of what you were doing was coordinating things, obviously, for your technical track. So I'd be curious to know your perspective about your tech track or your technical stack about um, and remind um, the listeners what uh, what stack tech track that you were leading this year. Um, but what excites you about your that technology or that tech stack? What are you looking forward to? What would you like people to know? And um, we'll start with Navati. Um, yeah, so what I like about mobile uh, is that, you know, you get to create apps that you can, um, that can be run on these handheld devices that we all, um, you know, already use. And there's so much scope to this and there's so much to learn. Um, you know, you can create apps that can help you with your productivity or even uh, habit building and mental health too, right? Or you can just make a fun app, right? There's so many different problems that you can solve and, there's also, you know, so much to learn. There are so many different SDKs out there. There are, I mean, I keep learning about new ones. I feel, you know, like, of course, there's augmented reality, there's MLK, there's HealthKit, there's, I mean, yeah, so many more uh, that I cannot even think of right now. But yeah, so, you know, you can keep learning this. Um, you can never really claim to know it all. And I think that's great because you can, um, uh, you, there's always something to uh, experiment with. Uh, there's always something uh, to try. And moreover, you know, you're not just restricted to like mobile devices. I mean, like the phone devices, but you could also, you know, uh, use these, uh, use very similar skills for building an app for tvOS, watchOS, and now maybe even visionOS, right? And uh, the other thing is, and I was talking about iOS uh, this whole time, but Android and iOS are getting, you know, more and more similar. Uh, so I think that's great because, you know, we have uh, some similar frameworks that are coming up like declarative UI. Uh, we have, uh, you know, Swift UI on the iOS uh, side and they have Jetpack Compose, right? Uh, our languages also are pretty uh, similar and the adopted design patterns that we have are also quite similar. So I think that's great because, you know, you can even, you know, relatively, it's not that hard to move into the other, uh, the other tech stack. So, yeah, uh, I just, uh, yeah, I think there's just so much to learn and so much to play around with that, you know, hopefully one isn't bored. <laughs> you can keep uh, trying different things. And I love that about this field. Yeah, it is a really diverse field. And it's interesting. The um, I like that all of the kinds of mobile developers are all in the same hub under the Women Who Code community. I think out in the wild, the kind of like Colin versus Swift. Like there's there can be a little competitiveness in the Android Google ecosystem, that kind of thing. But here at Women Who Code, we're all just all devs, right? We're all diverse technologists working towards something. And I think that's really special. And for you, um, Bavo, what would you uh, like to say about your tech stack? 
So I essentially picked up emerging tech, uh, tech as a stack while I picked up my job as well was because uh, when you're working with emerging technologies, there's so much uncertainty around it. There's so much space for innovation because there's nothing set in space. Like today, if you're going around and learning something like Java, it has been well explored and there's a certain way that it's an object-oriented programming language and that's how you would learn it. But with the emerging tech stack like Web3 and blockchain specifically, uh, there's so much that can be done. It just stays that it just states that we want to build something that increases transparency and security and decentralized. But there's still so much. You can make your own language. You can make your own uh, blockchain, for instance. You can make your own Elven solution. So there's just so much room for exploring things. And uh, it 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 is chaos, right? And it, it has a lot of uncertainty. You don't know there will be a bull run, there will be a bear run. And people will say, okay, this tech stack won't last beyond six months. So that is something that I definitely enjoy in the tech stack that, okay, six months later, I might need to just start again and learn everything uh, from the scratch. So that has been a pretty exciting space and being in a community specifically with a track like this uh, kind of increases your network to people who are actually naturally risk takers, right? These are the people who are exploring every day. They're trying to build on something. We're not even sure if it works, right? So you have so many opinions coming in. Everyone will have a different perspective to how it works because no one has set boundaries about it. No one has told them that this is how it works. So that I think is pretty exciting, uh, especially with now the, the emerging tech stacks that are coming up, something like genomics, right? Some five years earlier, we might not even have thought of it. So definitely I enjoy this field uh, because of the uncertainty it brings. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think it's, it's such like a, an open field, right? I, I like that both of you were saying this, but here I, I think it's really important to find your tribe of people who get you, right? The kind of people who like to work the way you work can be really helpful. Of course, it, we, we want to have diverse perspectives, but also having your tribe of people who like are your kind of people can really be helpful working on projects and things. And the kind of person who would be interested in kind of an unstable technology that's like reinventing itself every six months, it's cool to be able to find other people who are interested in that and to be able to get help from them as well. And for you, Eliza. So yeah, I agree, like finding that similar people, your tribe, the same vibe, the same rapport. It's, like, it's hard to find that outside of college, right? So I'm really glad like these community groups like exist. Um, yeah, so I can add, so for Python, it's like it's gonna be used everywhere. Like my backgrounds, like project management, idea analytics. You know, I remember coding in Java and C and SQL. You know, I remember when we had to do like update Excel files and share them instead of putting them in the database. And with Python, I was just like, oh, this makes it easy <laughs> and like convenient to automate like certain tasks, like I would do by hand. Um, you know, just like pulling information from the files, creating documents. Um, automating workflows, uh, creating the dashboards. And it's like, it's not only, right? Like analytics, like use Python, right? Use it for gaming. You can use it, you know, to call it out internet of things, um, 3D printing. It's like, there's a lot of different things you can do, like the language, just like seeing that, like among the communities, like, oh, I've like this random interest. I want to try to learn it. And it's, you know, it's like, it's project management. So like project management, like you want to make everything more efficient and easier so you can also focus like on the hard tasks instead of saying um, too much in like I guess the daily um, grunt work if not necessary so yeah and just you know it's always uh, it's it's always great that like I think the creators he said for the Python language like it's always backwards compatible so some people say like yeah at work we're still using like version like two but now there's like you know version 2.3 and we just updated like oh my gosh it's so exciting um <laughs> So that's what I've heard from um, several of the volunteers and community members. So, yeah. 
So in each of your responses, and Eliza, I'll start with you for this question. Um, okay. Each of your responses, you talked a little bit about your career, your tech stack, like, and so I'm curious, how is your, your time as a woman who code follow over the last year? How, how do you think it will empower or has it already empowered your career? Or how do you think it's going to help you thrive in your, in your tech journey? And Eliza, I'll start with you. Okay. I think for me, it's helped me both look at like both sides of like the interviewing table. Like, you know, if you're hiring someone for your team, who's like fresh out of school or did like, you know, a lateral career move, like what's going on there at their head why they chose the projects they did like to bring to the like their resume and interview and like how you can identify like you know team vibe culture fit and what how you can help support them and grow their career right because obviously those people like it's great that some companies they get the resources and like learning um, development to help grow but like large team members like they come to us right because they they're looking to fill you know that need to be able to have that like i've said that growth and like projects in their career and also you know keeping like my resume to a sharp. <laughs> so it's always interesting to hear yeah I think the the actual like mechanics of career is something we, we have the mm-hmm. career navigation track and that's something we talk about a lot here we are obviously upscaling as technologists also but the mm-hmm. mechanics of how to hire thoughtfully how to interview on both sides I think is really valuable I would agree and for you Navati well, how would you say that the your time as a fellow has or will empower your career yeah, like uh, Eliza said, that being on the other side of those interviews is, um, you know, like the insights that you get from running a community like this, it really helps with um, yeah, being on the other side. So um, I, this is something I'd like to do more of, and I have expressed interest at work that, you know, let's, let's uh, you know, talk more about how we can make our interviews inclusive, right? Um, so that's, that's something I'd like to do in the future. But um, besides that, what I've seen and uh, how I've seen it, you know, help me at work is, I believe it's taught me to speak up more, you know, take on more risks and also, you know, bring up advocacy topics at work. So around the time I became a fellow, uh, you know, uh, at my company, I joined this uh, ERG, this uh, employee resource group. Uh, they have an allyship pillar and uh, I started to, you know, talk about things like uh, neurodiversity and they really uh, liked it and we had a company-wide event called the day of inclusion so they uh, they were like can you host a panel and you know interview some of our colleagues here and that felt scary because I hadn't really hosted a panel until like then and I I remember reaching out to Grace and Stephanie for some tips as well but you know it was nice to you know also bring some you know, similar impact at work. And, you know, my company seemed to appreciate my involvement with Women Who Code. They invited me for another session to talk about what I do here at Women Who Code. And, uh, you know, I also, I was also grateful because I got some other opportunities, like, you know, I got featured on their social media and they also recommended uh, me to attend a local um, professional women conference that they were sponsoring. So, you know, um, like that was really nice to get that uh, recognition at work and also with public speaking for that matter like you know um before I joined as a fellow yeah I would do a little bit of volunteering speaking uh, for uh, some events and like uh, moderating those events but as a fellow you do it so often like um I think it's just helped me get more comfortable with it and you know just like recently we had I was at this uh, conference, uh, Swiftio, that I was uh, volunteering for, and I was, you know, very bravely, I was like, yeah, I'll help MC this event. And it was scary because it was an in-person one, and I haven't done something in-person for a long time. Um, you know, I probably just did like one uh, 
speaking event last year, besides that everything's been virtual, but I was, you know, like, um, I'm happy with the way it went because I had to kind of improvise there. I came up with some puns, but I felt like I could get through this because of all the experience and, the, you know, training that I've had with women who code. So uh, I could really see that, yeah, it's really helping me already. Yeah. Congratulations and good job being brave. I think that it's, you know, we don't always know what we can do until we try. And I think that you're right. This is a good ecosystem to try, right? People can become a first-time speaker, submit a blog, answer a question on Slack. Like they can, you can start here and it's a really safe space to do that. Um, And I'm really happy for you that you had that experience. And it's important. It's important to hear from diverse technologists that the work we're doing is important. Um, So congratulations on taking the mission back to to your team. And Baba, for you. So for me, it was like a little different. Like I has all I had always been interested in business side of things, but given my background, I was always working as a technologist. I was studying coding, and it was really a very big gap that I felt. And the point is, I wanted to go on to more managerial roles where I work as a strategist, as a partnerships manager. But I had always felt that block uh, in communicating tech to non-tech people. That was a specific one for me. But when I came in here, I had an opportunity to network with so many people and specifically to be in a community like this that motivates you constantly, even the volunteers, the members we have. The moment you put in something like, okay, this is something I'm interested in, you'll get so many tips, you'll get so many people talking about it. Okay, this is what I went through. So to just have someone who can relate to you and explain things so much easier, that support in itself like motivates you a lot. So that actually became like a transitioning point for me where I could understand people better. I became a better communicator. I understood uh, because most of my industry is remote. And while working in a remote workforce, it's essential that you communicate with your team. You communicate your needs better. And when you are at a managerial position, you need to understand the needs of your team. So that alignment automatically became a lot better for me. I became comfortable in front of camera. I became comfortable doing podcasts uh, specifically and the women who code made me start streaming as well. So I have now gotten too comfortable with the camera. And uh, that's when I actually decided that, okay, it's time I pivot and I go to more of strategies uh, kind of role. So now I'm leading, I'm the chief of strategy for the Phoenix Guild. It's a community, again, focusing on women uh, developers. So now I rarely do tech there. Like I'm still associated with coding and everything. But the major part includes doing partnerships, talking to people, managing the resources, managing the team and implementing all of that. So I think that confidence, that boost uh, something uh, that I definitely needed at the moment. And I think Women Who Code has completely changed the game for me. Oh, that's incredible. And the yeah, the confidence that you get, again, just to build these skills over time, because it does take time. Um, did anyone want to share any additional thoughts about how it could empower your career before we move on? Uh, sure. So I want to add also, um, I believe now team Babia can second this, like, it's a lot of wrangling for different time zones with the volunteers, right? Uh, we're all like located internationally and just like make sure everyone's like supported and like do coordinated, you know, a, a bigger appreciation for people who like who juggle all the different continents <laughs> for time zone and also recognizing like a lot of our community. Um, I know Python, we usually have a lot of like beginner students, but people, some people are intermediate. Some people are like senior, you know, they've been in Python since the beginning and just like recognizing how to help like support those like community members, like in their career or their skill sets um, to help grow and like watch them also give back to the community. I think help me become like a better like people leader. So. I love what you're saying because I think there's been a resistance um, sometimes from companies about 
hiring across time zones or hiring diversely or hiring different levels? And is it more work? Obviously, it's more work to have a lot of different perspectives in one space to hire, you know, people at different skill levels and things, but is it worth it? Obviously, right. It's worth it to do that work um, because it just, every community is made better with the more diversity that's present there. Um, I would agree. So speaking of our community, uh, let's say I'm a seasoned technologist, or maybe I'm a new technologist and I'm interested in women who code, but I'm not a member yet. What would you say to me why I should join women who code or just any thoughts on that? And let's start with Navati. Um, well, you know, uh, like you said, um, I know that you may not have a friend in uh, the tech field already, you know, someone who you can share these things with. So I think women who code is a great way to find folks that you can, you know, talk about all these tech topics as well as what it's like to work in tech, the challenges um, that, you know, many of us face and have in common, right? And you can uh, find that support. And what's special about women who code communities is that they um, they really take their code of conduct very seriously, right? Like uh, the communities are very inclusive and they uh, foster the safe space for you to, you know, um, have these uh, discussions and yeah, and also the other the other benefits besides that is, you know, you get to learn from different perspectives. Like we are so global, you have folks from different parts of the world and, you know, in different tech stacks and you can uh, learn from them. Like something I uh, forgot to mention when I was talking about how uh, how much I like mobile and I was talking about Android and iOS. But besides that, uh, you know, there's also cross-platform, right? Like there's also cross-platform technologies in mobile. So, you know, you could get exposure in that, for instance, right? Like I, I can learn about what's happening in uh, Kotlin multi, uh, multi-platform mobile or, um, you know, Ionic or React Native or Flutter, you know, things like that. Um, it's a great way to get exposure because uh, tech is an evolving field. There's always, there's so much, you barely, it's really hard to keep up. I'm sure all of us can agree on that, right? So I find that with with these communities, women who code, you can, you know, figure it out together, right? You can learn, you know, learn some of these things and get exposure and get an idea of what's going on. And like we did with the iOS study circle, right? Like we learned uh, some new iOS topics together, and uh, besides that, you know, it's a great way to help with uh, the, like you, if you want to help with the issues that we have with diversity or representation in tech, right? You can you can really help uh, be an ally and you can advocate for this. So um, yeah, it's, it's a great way to find, you know, mentors, you know, peer mentors or just mentor folks. It's a really wholesome experience basically. <laughs> Yeah, there's a little, but your answer is there's something for everyone. So just just go ahead and sign up, right? <laughs> Baba, does any of that resonate with you? Yeah, I think I totally agree with what Navati said here. And it's definitely a place, so for, especially for technologists, it's very hard to keep up with what's happening globally. And now with remote workforces coming in, it's very important to stay updated with the trends and the market, how it's changing. Uh, so one thing that Women Who Code does is you enter as a newbie or a senior seasoned technologist. You'll always have people to help you around, to navigate around. You keep updated with the trends. You keep updated with what's happening in the industry. And you can anytime start a discussion. It creates a safe space for you to try out new things. So if you're a technologist, maybe it's from Python, but now you want to transition into something else. So you have everything happening within one community. And you have such a supportive environment and there will be always people who can recommend things to you. There's someone or the other who has had a similar experience. And the best part about it is that you grow here, you learn here, you experiment here. And then you also have access to so many jobs as well. 
it's very like a one uh, one spot space for everyone to be in you find a friend here you find your recruiter here you find your co-founders here so it's it's really amazing like two of the volunteers of blockchain track actually met through women who code and they started their own startup so actually they found the co-founder and it has been only like it has been onwards from there so it's really like a great place to be the networking, the support, the access to resources. Eliza, is there any other um, reason that you would give someone just like, hey, you've got to check out this community? Uh, I'll see the title. There's more women here um, in the group. I know it's uh, some community study groups I've joined. It's um, the men, they outnumbered us. <laughs> but in this group community, it's like, I didn't feel so nervous, you know, asking dumb questions, like saying like, I want to learn more about this. Like, you know, we're working coding project skills. It's also a sense of like, the warm like community, the camaraderie, the coziness. You're like you walk in like you're welcome. Like and you're also supported. Um, when you want to learn something new, and it doesn't have to be like career related, right? So I was saying before, like you can learn a project for fun. Um, you know, I think I was also looking about using Python to like create your own. It's called the photo booth, but like in the browser, so you wouldn't have to like rely on like you know the outside software. And it's like fun and easy, like for a short one time thing. And the last thing I wanted to add, like and when it was back in person, because I was also a director of the Women Code chapter, um, at a lot of these events, you, I would meet a lot of like diverse people from like, do you say the wrong word, like for people like in my own city that I've never heard of or like companies. And it's like interesting as a student and it's like in your career, like you're seeing all these like different new things to learn about. And back when it was like in person, uh, which I know we're kind of shifting towards too, again, I see these people like only at these events, right? I won't see them at work or the grocery store or like walking the neighborhood. So it's like also that like sense of like community you have like in person and offline. Yeah, exactly. And Eliza, I'll stay with you. So, okay. So everyone, you've convinced them they're on the Women Who website. They sign up, they're members. What resource do you direct them to first? Which resource from Women Who Code do you find? This is one of the most valuable ones. You should definitely check it out. Okay, usually personally I ask like, um, what do they want to learn or focus on or grow, right? Then it can help like narrow it down. Um, if it's like a student, they're looking for more um, projects to work on, uh, maybe the scholarships, opportunities, um, upskill themselves. If it's someone like career related, listen to the podcast, you know, watch the events online, like, and like connect with uh, people who are maybe on like LinkedIn, like people who spoke at the conferences or on the podcast, like learn more, like because a lot of the community, like you can get technical mentorship, right? Not just only like career. Uh, obviously, like in the workplace, if I ask someone like who's in an executive position, you know, ask them like how they grow in their career and like which stuff to achieve, but like someone maybe a technical mentorship say like, keep running to this in the code and like, how do I not bang my head against the computer every night uh, to make sure it's running? <laughs> but um, solutions can I try to find like for myself, because like obviously it can go stack overflow, but I can't do that all the time. Um, just like recognizing that, like to grow also like in your technical skills and like your career. Um, that kind of answer your question? Yeah, it's perfect. In Navati, does that, um, are those the same resources you would direct people to right away or do you have an alternate idea? Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, you know, like uh, we, like Eliza said, we have all these uh, resources and recordings on our YouTube. And I love that we have different formats, right? Like we have uh, the podcast as well, uh, if you want to consume it uh, as an audio thing or, and we also have blogs, right? And um, so, yeah, uh, definitely, you know, you could find something like that. You could find a lot of career to uh, career uh, topics being covered as well. You know, even, um, even uh, if you are considering uh, 
being a speaker for the first time, there's a lot of content that we've uh, produced there. So yeah, I would definitely point folks to that uh, because yeah, I think we've we've done a great job as a as women who code. Like uh, it's amazing the amount of content that we've produced. Yeah. Oh, and the yeah. GitHub, the GitHub, and the GitHub yes. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, I've I've really encouraged uh, the volunteers to you know when they were wrapping up on these study circles and study groups to, you know, make sure to also publish their uh, resources on GitHub. So yeah, that's that's another great place to, you know, catch up with things, yeah. Yeah, and it's cool because it's, you know, it's for diverse technologists by made, made by diverse technologists, right? And yeah, I think the we were talking about this uh, in the previous session with the fellows too, about just like the breadth of human knowledge that's represented in our on-demand library and the GitHub and all of these spaces. It's really, it's really quite something I mean, for you, Baba, where would you direct people, a new member? What benefit do you think that they would could get a lot of? So for someone who does not have like a fair idea about what they want to do around in the community, I would say podcast is a good place to start because it gives you varying perspectives from senior leaders, from fellows, from volunteers, from everyone, basically. And uh, you get a perspective on technical concepts. You get career navigation advices. You get to know more about the local networks and the uh, tracks as well so the, it's like a good introductory format into the community and when you are actually listening to the women who code podcast you get an instant uh, amp up in your confidence and the vibe because you really feel that uh, community belongingness through everyone who's talking on the podcast as well so there's a very strong women who code essence going on in these communications right so you, once you get into that right you understand what this place is about and what it means and how it can help you so that would clearly help you navigate if, if a network would be more helpful for you or you want to associate yourself with a digital track, for instance. So that really helps you get started in the place, I feel. Yeah, I love that. I think the podcast where I mean, we're on one now, so I'm a little biased, but it feels it's just like a, such a cool resource. And um, it's just nice to put on you know, when you're walking your dog or doing your dishes or whatever, you know, just to get some cool information, like you said, from thought leaders in the industry. Um, so I want to like pivot a little bit to your role specifically as fellows. I'd be curious to know um, the same thing. You're 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 trying to activate someone to maybe apply to be a fellow Maybe they're on on the fence. They're not quite sure. Um, what would you tell them? Why should someone apply um, to be a women who co leadership fellow? And let's start with Navati. Yeah, you know, I was uh, also pretty confused before I applied for uh, the fellowship. So I know what it's like to be on the fence and you know uh, contemplate this. But what I would tell uh, someone who's thinking about it is you know, it's a leadership fellowship. So you definitely get to practice your leadership skills and you get to learn more about yourself as a leader because, you know, there are, of course, different styles to leadership, right? It's, it's a great way to, you know, build some skills that complement your technical ones, right? And um, also a great way to create an impact on the community. You get to empower uh, volunteers to, you know, work on events and tasks that interest them. You help them grow and, you know, that is, uh, you know, like Liza said, is very fulfilling and, you know, you're going to definitely love that feeling, uh, you know, uh, also celebrating the efforts of uh, volunteers and members and just like the culture, uh, the culture at uh, women who go to, you know, applaud one another. And, you know, I think this is a great leadership skill as well to, you know, increase the visibility of, of the other folks in the community, because, I think that's a great way to also help with uh, the diversity representation in tech, right? So yeah, again, like it really, uh, 
it's a great way to like I said bring impact and yeah I, I guess like these are the reasons that I can think of <laughs> for yeah, great reasons <laughs> it's a it's a really really nice list of reasons I think why people should consider applying and for you Eliza um do you have anything to add to what Navati said I guess for me I've I had previously been director, so I was familiar with Women Code, like community and like running events and also like podcasts and designs. And for me, like, I guess one of my main philosophies that I've learned is just like giving back to the community. Like I received so much support and like resources just from being a community member and like participating and attending. And that's why I stepped up from like, you know, from just attending events to being like lead and director. And now just like also stepping up to like giving back more on like, you know, on a global scale versus just like in our Vancouver chapter. And I don't know, it's just like, if I, if I had to like, you know, pitch this, my elevator pitch to someone saying on the YouTube channel, it's like, you know, you got to step up, like change, like you can like do change, but like you can do smaller steps or bigger steps, but just like keep growing in your career and like yourself. And like, I think too, like as Navati mentioned, just like you learn more about like your kind of like skill set and like leadership style as like you interact with all like these different volunteers. Yeah, I think the increasing the the scope and reach of your impact through this role and setting yourself up to even continue a career of doing that, that's a really, really, really um, good point. And for you, Baba, why would you, what would you say to someone um, if they're not sure if they should apply or not? So I think like just as Navati said, all of us as well have been on the fence about applying or not. And even when we see applications, we see people apply for it and they just wait on that video submission for the last two days because it is a lot. People have a lot of thoughts. Will I be able to manage the time? Is it really worth it? Will I be able to manage such a big community, especially that's global? So I think those are some common questions and natural worries to have. But once you, once you get into the space, once you get started, you realize that you do have to do some kind of late nights, sometimes very early mornings. But eventually, that those are the moments you will remember the most. Those are the moments that refresh you from your job and it actually gives you a space to connect back to people who actually think like you, talk like you, right? So I think that uh, definitely creates an impact on how you become a leader. It affects your leadership style because now you're just not governed by how businesses work in your locality or your geography. You are learning leadership skills from people all over the world. So I think it's a great avenue, especially for someone who's looking to enter into senior leadership roles. It is a great space to experiment and make your mistakes here because this is one place that will definitely put, put you out of your comfort zone and ask you to step up again and again. Like I was camera shy and only because I had to turn up host events every day is the reason that I love being a speaker now. So I think it definitely helps you explore more about what you can do and what you would like to do as well. So that's definitely a changing opportunity. And yes, you will definitely enjoy it if you apply. Yeah, I think a common um, theme in all of the, most of the answers today was really about exposure, right? The joining the community will expose you to opportunities, to knowledge, to people that you otherwise wouldn't necessarily have access to, or at least not in one space, as a diverse space, a supportive space. Um, I'm, I'm really thankful for the time that you've given us today to share with your thoughts about the, your experience here as follows. And um, we're going to collect just final thoughts from everyone. I would be curious if you had anything that you wanted to share about Women Who Code or the future of tech or um, your time as a fellow. And also if you want to tell the listeners um, how they can reach you if they're if you're interested in connecting with our community after. So let's start with Eliza. Sure. Uh, I guess I want to add uh, back one point. Um, 
was director like i got to see behind the scenes at women who code like hq global and like receiving a lot of like support from all of you and like you know um the global team on how women who code runs and like works and like seeing all the different tracks so really grateful for that Excite me future of tech. Um, I know I don't name drop this often, but you know, drones. Um, <laughs> and it's like, they make like smaller drones, right? That can track like butterfly migrations, right? Or, you know, like when you're taking pictures, like I, I do have a photographer background. It's like, oh, taking pictures like volcano erupting and like getting um, visuals and scenes that it'd be hard to get to if you're a helicopter hiking. I know in Vancouver, BC, um, when this happens, uh, there was a cliff that broke down. So that impacted the salmon run, right? So they had to like figure out how to like, you know, airless the salmon to go to the next spot um, to complete their uh, migration spawning. Also, there's one I think they're building for the ocean to cut through like the sewage. You know, there's like, we're, we're trying to reduce like our garbage intake, right? But it's like, it's an ongoing thing. So they're trying to cut through that. So um, fish and like wildlife do not get like stuck in it. And just like recognizing and use those drones um, everyday life. I know another one, they're trying to help with deforestation by like planting seeds, um, bringing water to like the forest fires. I don't know if you've seen the videos of the helicopters, like scoop the water the fish in it and then just like drop it over <laughs> the forest fires but the drones are like able to take like different amounts of water help with that so that's interesting just using like technology everyday life but like seeing it like visualized like a robot <laughs> no I think incredible to see the technology at work in the real world right all the work that people are doing and that's wonderful and Vava do you have any final thoughts about the community or tech and do you want to share um, how people can reach you yeah, I think like community is amazing and uh, I think everyone should associate themselves to one community. I read something about how people, especially when they enter workforce, they start feeling a lot uh, lonely because through school, through colleges, we've always had people doing similar things as us and in our jobs is when we pick our own trajectories. So that's where you really need a community where you can interact and uh, kind of communicate, grow with like-minded individuals. So I think uh, that way uh, community is very important and women have, uh, women who code like has created that safe space, that global space where you can come and experiment. So that is great. And about talking about the future of tech, being in the emerging tech, I love the part that uh, while I was growing up, the question around tech was what can we do with tech? And as we grow towards AI and even deep tech now, the question has shifted towards what do we want to do with tech? Right, we can make an AI bot or we can make an AI solution, but do we want to do it? So how do we work around humane tech and how do we limit the resources around tech? How do we use it so that it still aids our purpose is what interests me about the future of tech. So we have changed our perspective around that. So that's pretty amazing. And uh, yes, being in Women Who Code, I started appreciating meeting new people, interacting with, uh, interacting with new people across the globe and discussing new ideas. So in case anyone would be interested in connecting back, you can reach me out on LinkedIn or write to me at my email ID, which I'll share. And uh, yes, uh, I am always available for a discussion. Thank you, Rava. And Navati, any final thoughts that you'd like to share about Women Who Code or and also how people can reach you? Yeah, I love your answer, Bhavya uh, and also Eliza. And I'd like to know more about uh, what you do with, uh, I think, Women Who Drone, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, so I know AI is on everyone's mind. And personally, what I'm most excited is about how uh, it could help me, you know, with as a developer and just, you know, in developer productivity, especially with the IDEs and, you know, just uh, code faster. Besides that, like, um, I just want to iterate that, um, you know, being a part of uh, women who code and if 
I mean, it's been great. Obviously, it's um, it's uh, been a great way to empower volunteers and members, and uh, I believe that impact propagates. So you know, it, it's a it's a wonderful way to give back. Um, you know, if there's any way someone can help uh, women who code, you know, you know, either either as a volunteer or you know in any other way to support a great organization, you should definitely do it. It's it's going to be very impactful because if you ask yourself uh you know what the what the ratio of women in your team is uh like and generally i when I, mean, I ask people i always you know always hear a very dismal figure um or if even if your team is okay maybe you know the senior leadership is generally still going to have some underrepresentation right and or you know i, I hear folks saying that yeah we do want to have more women uh in our team we just cannot really find them and I'm like, well, uh, you know, it's because we don't, maybe we generally are a lesser, uh, we are still, you know, less in uh, our numbers as a whole, but supporting an organization like Women Who Code is a great way to get more women in the field, right, to, uh, you know, um, continue being in the field as well. So, yeah, like if you can uh, support Women Who Code in any way, I would really, really uh, encourage that. And um, yeah, I would love to, you know, connect with folks on, you know, uh, I'm still on Twitter or X uh, and I'm also on Instagram and my handle is navbarbar. Uh, so um, that's one way or, you know, on LinkedIn as well uh, with my full name, Navadijing. And yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you for those thoughts. Yeah, change propagates, I think is a really, really um, encouraging way to, to summarize what we've talked about here today. Um, Eliza, I also want to give you a chance to share your socials if you'd like to connect with the, the community. Sure. Uh, find me in socials, um, Eliza's or Elizabeth Sarabasa. Uh, my handle is also uh, Gravity, Tote, Gravity Trope on um, Instagram and Twitter or on social media. I think I'm one of the people with my own, one of the few people with my last name, so it's not hard to find me. Um, Thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. No, thank you. I that's our time today. Um, I just thank you so much for all from all of us, our bottom of our hearts, the the time that you've put in to moving forward this mission over the last year is just we can't thank you enough. And um, it's my understanding that most of you will be continuing to stay involved as a volunteer or legacy leader of some kind. So I'm looking forward to seeing you at upcoming events and other women who could function. So thank you so much again for your time. Thank you so much, Amanda. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.